On this episode of Hit the Deck, we focus on something that's off topic, but on brand. As I get tired, it makes it a lot harder to focus on everything. Like Yogi Berra said, it's 90% mental and the other half is physical. And take a couple of weeks off, they said. How much could we possibly miss, they said. Well... We had to miss a couple of weeks. All good things come to an end. But uh, in our absence, uh, we did miss quite a few things. Plus, we may be a man down, but the IR won't stop us from talking about one of our favorite tourneys of the year. I'm not exaggerating when I say, like, I was on the edge of my seat watching some of these games because they are exciting hockey games. All this and more coming up on this episode of Hit the Deck. And theme. And the home of the Welcome to episode 126 of the Hit the Deck podcast, where we talk deck hockey, street hockey, ball hockey, it's hockey and sneakers. Um, Yes, you may realize that there's something very wrong with this intro, ladies and gentlemen, and it's that this is your pal James going solo, because uh, I don't know what's up with the American Rhino. Um, We've been down for the last couple of weeks, and, you know, I, I guess he's gone a little rogue or whatever, but for the sake of the podcast, for the sake of the listener... I'm going to try and do my best and carry on without him, but uh, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Wait, 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 James. Hey. James, what, what, are you, what are you doing? Uh, uh, it's, it's the American Rhino. What, what is happening here, James? I'm, I, I'm on the IR for two weeks. A guy can't even get a cold, and suddenly you're going off on without me with the podcast? Uh, my sincere po- I just assumed that the Rangers traded you. I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, you know what? This is why we can't have nice things, James. This is why, James. Well, thank the good Lord that you're back and better than ever. And the podcast was going to go down in flames without you. So welcome back. Reports of my death have been slightly exaggerated. Thank you very much. Hallelujah. <laughs> uh, no, obviously... Obviously, we're just having a little fun with you, listener. James would never do that to you or me. He didn't even want to do this bit, and I had to twist his arm. But uh, but we appreciate your patience. We are very sorry that we had to miss a couple of weeks of podcasts. I uh, like uh, I was I was genuinely sick. Um, I mean, it's not like I was on my deathbed or anything, but uh, it, it was. It's like a you know upper upper body, you know sinus ear nose and throat kind of well not ears really but you know that that area of the body which really prevented me from from talking even you know i i was mostly over what i had kind of that that first week or shortly after that first week but you know last week i was still kind of croaking and i didn't think you wanted to listen to kermit the frog for uh, an hour so i you know, discretion being the better part of valor, I, I said to James, I think we're going to have to bag another week. I'm sorry about that. So I am sorry to you, James, and I am sorry to you, listener, because I hate to do that to you. Uh, you know, we value you and we value your repeat business here on the podcast, and uh, we don't take that for granted. So I'm sorry to everybody involved. And, uh, you know, I'm really excited to be back, actually, James. Yeah, really excited to have you back, and and, and I agree with, as well. Um, you weren't the only one that was sick. It, it's just something going around in the tri-state area here in the New York area, I should say, where the weather has been really very, very cold and snowy and wet and damp, and then sometimes it'll go from minus 20 to 50 degrees in, in the matter of hours. So a lot of us weren't feeling too well, and we appreciate the fact that the American Rhino didn't feel that he was at 100%. And better to just uh, take a couple of weeks off and recover. And uh, I wasn't doing much better myself either. So uh, you made the right call. And I think uh, hopefully the listener, if he or she wasn't sick himself, um, appreciates it. And I'm and, and, um, glad to have you back. You know, 
the tri-state area apparently is not the only place this is going around because we were supposed to have a special guest on this show tonight who, uh, you know, unexpectedly went down on the IR at the last minute. Mr. Kevin Frost of the RSHL was supposed to be here to talk about the Ironman tournament that they just had. And we're going to try and go on in his stead. But, you know, I mean, you know, you... All I did was email the guy. You know, I've heard of computer viruses, but this is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and that's the really crazy thing about it was that the RSHL Ironman was a few weeks ago, and we wanted to have Kevin, we had him scheduled to come on and do a recap, and we had to postpone it one week, and then we had to postpone it another week, and then when we're recording tonight, unfortunately, yeah, he went down. So, yeah, the bug kind of went from one deck player to another, and we apologize for that. You know, I think it's ironic that we were going to talk about the Iron Man tournament tonight, and we all wound up missing podcasts due to illness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Mr. Tony Stark. Uh-huh. Yeah, Cal Ripken would be ashamed of us. <laughs> yeah, totally. Boo. <laughs> Oh, it sounds like the Nassau Coliseum with uh, John Tavares coming back at the recording of this podcast. The first time JT is coming with the hated Maple Leafs anyway to his old turf on um, Long Island. And the Islanders have really, the fans showed up big time and they let him know in no unconditional terms how they feel about him uh, abandoning ship and taking the big money in Toronto. And uh, the Islanders, last I checked, were pummeling the uh, Maple Leafs too, so... Good for the Islanders and their fans. The first place Islanders, by the way. Are they? I hadn't heard that. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, speaking of which, they have a big game coming up against the Capitals because I mm -hmm. think they may be tied for first place or win-loss or something like that or a game at hand. And um, so, yeah, some big hockey games coming up for the Islanders. So good for them. You know, James, I'm actually glad you brought up the Tavares thing because shortly before we started recording, I actually read an article from the New York Post about John Tavares and uh, apparently... He almost re-signed with the Islanders before free agency. He, uh, like, so, I mean, I'm, it's it's entirely possible that Islanders fans who are listening to this already know, but just in the off chance that you hadn't read this. So what happened was he, he loved the organization. He really, he wanted to stay when he found out about the, the new uh, people they brought into the front office, Lamarillo and Trotz, and he was all gung-ho to sign an extension. And this was like a week before free agency. And his agent uh, said to him, you know what, John, that's great. But just so you don't regret it later, why don't you uh, why don't you talk to some other teams? Just hear them out. See what they have to say. Make sure that you're making the right decision and you're not giving up a better situation elsewhere. So he reluctantly listened to other offers, and Toronto blew him away and uh, kind of made him see how great it would be to play for his you know, hometown team that he grew up rooting for and how uh, you know, they, they, they made him really feel like not just another cog in the machine, but they, they kind of gave him a hero's welcome in Toronto and the big hard sell, and uh, he, he decided to go with Toronto. Wow, that, that's painful. Really. Yeah, and uh, also just um, Strom, who was uh, one of his teammates, kind of wanted to debunk the idea that Tavares was only in it for himself and that he was, you know, he didn't care about the team. He said he was behind the scenes. He was all about the team. He was the first person to organize team dinners and make sure the wives and girlfriends were taken care of when they were, you know, uh, like on the road. And, and he, he was he was like Mr. Super Team guy. And uh, so it, it wasn't just like a, you know, selfish take the money and run type type deal yeah and like you said toronto really did ooh, ooh, ooh. go on take the money and run sorry i can't help singing when i bring up something like that i it's it's a compulsion really i i, I apologize no please that that's one of the reasons why i listen to the podcast so that's always good. But like you said, yeah, Toronto really did roll out the red carpet for him. And, and it really was an offer that uh, you just couldn't turn down. And that's just really unfortunate for the Islanders and the Islander fans. But they seem to be going on well without him. So go figure. Gary Mack is a podcaster out in Belrose. <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. 
Go on, take the money and run. I wish I could take the money and run. There is no money in podcasting for us. <laughs> no. And I don't blame John Tavares for leaving the city, too, because we just keep getting taxed and... And uh, now there's going to be it's going to be more expensive to get on the subway and drive around. And oh boy, so <laughs> whatever. Uh, yeah. All right. Sorry, you yeah. were going to say something about Toronto. No, I, I think that's about it. So all right, let's get on with the podcast. I yeah. guess. <laughs> you know what? Before we jump in, because because we do have a little more time for this podcast than we expected to, with Kevin unfortunately not being able to join us. Before we move into the podcast proper. There's one thing, uh, you know, I like to wax philosophical from time to time here on the podcast. And uh, there was one thing that I did think of that I wanted to talk about here on the podcast. Kind of a, I don't know if you'd call it a revelation, but something that, that kind of came to me recently. So in the uh, intervening weeks when we were not podcasting, I still did play hockey a couple of times, partly because I'm dumb and partly because... The LIQ has gone kind of from feast to famine with goalies. And if I hadn't played, we wouldn't have been able to play. And uh, partly because, you know, I, I felt like on, on those particular days, I wasn't well by any stretch, but I wasn't, uh, you know, incapacitated. I wasn't so sick that I, I couldn't like physically do it. It may not have been smart to play, but it didn't like, you know, put me on my back for a week from playing. So I opted to play. And because I didn't need to really, I, I didn't need to talk. I didn't need to be able to talk really well to play goal. You know, I, I shout from time to time, sure, but not, you know, not this. It's, it's different from this. Anyway, the reason I bring it up is because, you know, James and the listener who's listened for any length of time probably knows we play a number of games kind of uh, usually on any given day. We we, tr we play short games, so we try and get in a bunch of them. And as with anyone you'd expect uh, that's not in like peak physical condition, I get tired. You know, I get fatigued the longer I play. And it kind of hit me this past week when I was playing that. My, my game always, or at least usually, decreases a, a bit over the course of the day as I get tired, which, you know, I, I just always chalked up to being physically tired and not able to move as quickly or as efficiently as I, I or as aggressively as I did in the beginning. And that is part of it. But I think one of the biggest hits to my game that the fatigue causes, and, and again, this only just occurred to me, is I lose focus. Like, as I get tired, it makes it a lot harder to focus on just, you know, everything. And for a goalie, you know, you need to be laser focused at all times. You know, when you lose focus, that is death because that's just, you know, if you can't if if, if you can't focus in, then you, you're not going to be necessarily in the right position. You're not going to be able to see the play unfolding as well. And, you know, you miss the slightest thing and the puck's in the back of the net. So I've noticed of late, or I'm not saying that it's only happened of late, but I've only started to notice it of late, that late in games, I'm having a lot more trouble tracking the puck. And I really think that's due to this lack of focus, this 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 uh, lapse in my focus that I, I've, you know, discovered is a real thing that happens as I get tired. So I thought that was worth bringing up and, and I'd like to hear your viewpoint on that uh, as somebody who plays out. Just from speaking for myself, that's just fatigue. That's what happens when you're getting tired. It, it's hard to, because your body is just, is, is quitting on you and your brain is saying, come on, let's go. But you know, uh, like personally for me, my 40, almost 41 year old body just isn't having it anymore. So it, I can't imagine being a goalie exactly right, that you have to be spot on and anticipate and pay attention to everything. For myself, being a defenseman, and we've talked about this in uh, tournaments past, and I'll never be able to play in an Ironman, even when I was in my 20s and had endurance and stuff, I couldn't play in the RSHL's Ironman. But in the tournaments that we have played in, uh, or even in the LIQ, when we're playing late in, in, in a lot of uh, ice time, so to speak, or deck time, for me, uh, towards the end, I'm just really kind of lunging and staying back in the blue line as far as I can and uh, poke checking as much as I can, just doing everything to not have to run as much 
or cover the opposing player as much or maybe not even going to the corners as aggressively. Just trying to conserve energy and use my head a little bit more. But exactly, when, when you're tired, you, you, you literally can't see that very well, you know, and, and dehydration and so on and so forth. I don't think that it's, it's, it's mental. I just think that it's really physical and that uh, your brain wants to do something, but your body is saying something else. And particularly when it gets hot, and uh, you, you wonderful goalies or have all that gear on. I don't know how you play at all, but uh, the more you play and, and you're not resting, and especially if you're not feeling well, that just makes it so much worse. Even if it's a, if, if it's a cold or something, you're not getting enough oxygen in your body anyway, and then that's how you cramp up and, and it affects your brain and, and so on and so forth as well. But it's not that you're not paying attention or that you're not passionate about it. And uh, there was another goalie in, in the New York area who was phenomenal early in his career that was accused of losing focus. And I think this man has uh, definitely proved the skeptics wrong with uh, all of his success, Mr. Henrik Lundqvist. But that's what I think it is. It's just that it's, it's, it's exhaustion and it just kind of shuts down your whole body. And it's not like it's a lack of focus or, or care or, or anything like that. You know, uh, I, I think my game is a lot like Lundqvist's. Uh... Uh, in one respect, neither of us should ever leave our crease to play the puck. It's just a bad idea. Hey, you know what? That's fine with me. I like a, the, the priority. Number one responsibility for the goalie is to keep that puck out of his net. Sure. So everything else, if he could poke check, if he could play the puck, if he could pass, whatever, that's all. That's gravy. That That's, that's icing on the cake. That's extra. But Rule number one, stay in that darn crease and make sure that puck doesn't go past you. That's sure. all I care about. I, I, and I appreciate your attempted absolution. But I guess really what I'm asking is, has the focus aspect ever been something that you've noticed? And uh, does that same kind of thing affect you? Or, or is that not an issue you know, obviously fatigue affects you in different ways, but is focus not being able to kind of follow the the way plays are unfolding or, you know, make good decisions with the puck necessarily? Is that something that that you have personally experienced as well? Or is is it is this more of a goalie thing? Oh, no, I think that's for any player. Uh, definitely. And, and speaking for myself as a defenseman, there have been many times I've made really stupid mistakes and speaking for myself again, it's probably caused more from panic that forces me to lose focus and, and do what we're supposed to. And God, I mean, God bless your patience and, and my teammates' patience too. There have been times when we've had a game plan and, and you guys said, listen, do this, do that, whatever. And I do the complete opposite. And why that is, I can't explain. I'm not the smartest person in the world. I'm not an athlete. And uh, I have a lot of problems physically and so on and so forth. So we chalk it up to that. But to do something completely opposite of what we just talked about and, and gathered on. Yeah, I, I, I for me, I think it's more panic than anything else. We're not doing something smart with the puck or turning it over or uh, which is just a nightmare. Um, it's uh, and then then if, if you get the fatigue level forget it then i just should sit, sit down and and um let everybody else play and have fun yeah i mean look everybody makes bonehead plays from time to time uh, the important thing really is to not let it affect the rest of the game you can't change what just happened no matter how much you want to you just and I, it, it's much easier said than done but you gotta just shake it off and keep going like if you if if your head stays on that play for the rest of the game, then you're useless. Oh, exactly, and, and that has happened to me absolutely. Especially when last year we were playing in the uh, Rose Charities tournament, where in the second game after we came off of an excellent shutout by you, by the way, in game one, and then game two we were on the other court, and um, nobody will admit this, but I definitely 100% take responsibility for this. Was uh, I was in our zone and went to pass the puck. And it just went nowhere except on to the opposing player's stick who just had an empty net goal. And from that point on, it just really set the tone for the rest of that game and I think for the rest of the day. And that was something that I really struggled with trying to get over. And I just lost all of my confidence. And um, then the fatigue set in. So I was just kind of struggling uphill the whole day after that and um, erased all the positive things that we had accomplished in the first game. So that does happen. And yes, that, that's very hard and challenging in hockey or any sport where you have to fight through something like that. And that's why I have such respect for professionals and uh, always think twice to criticize these guys and, and, and women as well, 
because we don't know. Uh, we're not professionals, and, and I resent that of, uh, of fans and, and of writers that just don't know. They don't know what it takes to be a professional athlete, to just sit there and, and second-guess these guys. It's not fair, and it's not right. So, But yeah, I, and, and on the other hand, too, I've been too tense with holding on to a lead and then making mistakes with that way. It's really, it's so much mental, the part of the game. It's, it's really, you know, like Yogi Berra said, it's a 90% mental and the other half is physical. So, you know, I, I, I know what he meant by that. All right. Well, I guess food for thought, just kind of maybe, uh, maybe you want to stay mindful of, of that, you know, as, as you go deeper into your games, maybe you want to keep a, you know, just keep that in the back of your head. Oh, I'm getting tired. I have to, I have to make sure that I pay attention, a little more attention to that aspect of my game, you know, the mental part, which, you know, as you get tired, it probably gets harder to remember things like that. So it's kind of, uh, you know, you're behind the eight ball uh, two ways there, but it's just one of the things that you have to deal with as, uh, you know, an athlete. I I, I, I charitably call us athletes as, as a person who plays, you know, sports. <laughs> yeah recreationally uh, uh, yeah i wouldn't in- insult athletes by calling myself one so but weekend warriors that that'll do but yeah and that's what practice is all about too because the more you do the the more you build up your cardio and and experience and then you get your confidence that way and even doing drills too where you can pretend that there's 30 seconds left in the game and you're down by a goal and uh, try and come up with a play like that and when you're actually playing in that situation it'll be maybe a little bit more familiar or uh, you wouldn't have that panic or at least I think I wouldn't have that panic that that I do have. All right. All right. Good. Good. Good advice. All right. Shall we get to the podcast proper? Yes, sir. Excellent. So, you know what? We never introduced ourselves. We we did that little bit at the beginning of the show and we never did our starting lineup because of it. That's that's just that's just poor form. Shame on us. All right. Well, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. That gives you an idea of how horrible the podcast would be without you. <laughs> All right. A quick starting lineup and then we get into it. So for tonight's starting lineup in goal, thankfully, as ever, I am number 35, your American rhino, Gary McComiskey. And of course, my patient co-host on defense. Number four, I'm James Sajazi. All right, James, would you mind telling us, please, what is on deck for this podcast? It will be my pleasure, sir. Thank you kindly. Two-game losing streak. The American Rhino and James went down to illness over the last couple of weeks and were unable to record the podcast. Now we're back and better than ever? Yeah, sure. Did we miss anything while we were away? And Raleigh Ironmen, Raleigh Street Hockey League GM and great friend of the podcast, Mr. Kevin Frost, was scheduled to join us to recap the RSHL's 2019 Ironman Tournament. We had to postpone having Mr. Frost on for two weeks, and then he got sick and could not record tonight. Sincere apologies, Kevin, and get well soon. In his absence, the American Rhino and I will thank the players, organizers, and sponsors of the Ironman on Kevin's behalf. And that's what's on deck. Thank you, James. You're welcome, sir. You know, I think I know what happened to Kevin. It just hit me. He trimmed his epic beard. <gasps> no i mean it's still he's still bearded but it's it's not nearly so like zz top as it once was it's a little more reined in and a little more tame so i think like samson he has now uh his his strength has fled him and he is now you know as mortal as the rest of us no say it ain't so yeah it is tragic but you know not not something that can't be rectified, I think. All right. Yeah, I didn't notice that watching the footage of the uh, Iron Man. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, he's he's still got he's still got the large beard, but it's not not quite so uh, scruffy as it once was. <laughs> wow. Okay, that explains a lot. Yeah. So, uh, all right, let's get into this first thing. Yeah, man. As we explained before, that uh, we had to miss a couple of weeks, and and thank you for your patience out there, and thank you for coming back, dear listener. But we had a good streak going up until that point, where we had a bunch of podcasts going. But all good things come to an end. But uh, in our absence, uh, we did miss quite a few things, and uh, one of them being the 39th anniversary of the 1980 U.S. hockey team. Yeah, I do believe in miracles. Yes, <laughs> that we do. That we do. But we hopefully. We'll be there for next year's 40th anniversary and uh, looking forward to that. Uh, We missed the NHL trade deadline, which, um, you know, uh, do we have any players left on the New York Rangers? We didn't miss much, James. 
Good golly, Miss Molly. I oh. hope your team did. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just, why do the Rangers hate us? Like fans. <laughs> why, why do they hate their own fans? That's that's what I want to know. Yeah, I mean, you know, Jeff Gordon, he's a fantastic NASCAR driver and, you know, God bless him in retirement, <laughs> but he's uh, he's not much of a hockey GM. Yeah. Uh, I, I feel like the, the phone calls with rival GMs go something like this. Hey, this is Jeff Gordon from the Rangers. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, all right. No, no. I, hear me out. I will give you our best player, lowest offer. Go. <laughs> like, it's just, uh, it's so, it, uh, you know, yeah. uh, the, just uh, whatever. This isn't a Rangers podcast, but all I'll say on this is when you're rebuilding, usually you're trying to get pieces that you can build on in return. You mean a bag of pucks isn't something to build on? <laughs> I swear. Anyway, yeah. Uh, So I hope that uh, your favorite NHL team did better than ours did. So good for that. We obviously missed the RSHL Ironman tournament, but we're trying to make up for that. Yeah, we got you, Kevin. That's right. The movie Slapshot, I believe it was released in 1977, so it's about 42 years old, give or take. I'm not very good at math off the top of my head. But uh, but yeah, that, uh, that release anniversary just came and went recently. So we missed that. Of course, our uh, favorite crazy orange wacko, Gritty, and uh, the American Rhino will help us out. We'll get there. Don't you wait. He was really. Do you wait? Don't you? Don't you worry? Don't we? You can. We're not gonna. uh, Never mind. You know what I mean. Yeah, but please uh, just sit down for that one because Gritty was just really out of control since we were away. I don't know if it's a coincidence or not, but he sensed um, that he would not be criticized for a few weeks so he could just really let loose. Yeah. <laughs> so, And then finally, we missed our own three year old birthday. So our own anniversary came and went. Yeah. Are we one? Are we two? Are we three? Oh, we are. We are? OK, I'm being told that we are three. So happy anniversary, American Rhino. Likewise, James. Thank you, sir. Sure. Three years of this. Can you imagine? No. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> and uh, dear listener, if there's anything else that uh, any highlights that you had that we may have missed, please don't hesitate to let us know. Uh, the American Rhino always gives you many ways to reach out to us via Twitter or Facebook or Instagram or good old email. So please fill us in. Yeah, watch for those at the end of the show. And by watch, I mean listen, because... Obviously, as we've discussed, this is an audio medium and you can't actually see us talking to you unless you go to the YouTube channel and uh, or Facebook and we, you know, check out one of our live shows or, or one of our videos. But, you know, accepting those instances, you, you can't see us talking at you. So when I say watch, I mean, obviously not watch. But here's something you can watch, yes. and which is really extraordinary from the RSHL is they do an excellent job led by Daniel Wilson. Oh. oh, James, that oh. That was a segue worthy of somebody better than us, James. That was oh. Bravo. You set that up way too well. So don't don't uh, pass the credit. That was an assist and a half. So thank you. Anyway, all I had to do was tap it into the empty net. Yeah, so the RSHL and uh, Daniel Wilson and company, they have their Ironman tournament highlights up on their YouTube page. And uh, all of the all of the divisions and uh, the uh, separate parts of the divisions too. Like for Division B and C, there was an upper and lower division, which of course Mr. Wilson very properly and kindly explains before each uh, broadcast. So check that out, and and you'll see what we're talking about in a minute. And of course, again, apologies for Kevin that we couldn't have you on, and hope you feel better and get well soon. But it just seemed like the Ironman was another great success. And uh, really impressive stuff with the gameplay and the, the players that showed up from all parts of the uh, East Coast, at least, uh, as far as I can tell. And um, the arena, the XL Sports World, looked like a great venue, of course. And I was really also impressed with the broadcast or, or recording editing as well of the, the games was the different uh, camera angles, too, which was pretty phenomenal and, and very impressive and also mr stan gilliland is always at the ready for coming up with the statistics and uh, updated statistics 
And I'm not sure if he is also the gentleman that takes care of the Twitter feed because they did an excellent job during the tournament keeping everybody posted and up to date with what was going on. So I enjoyed following along that way live as it was too. And uh, also a quick, um, you know, tap of the stick to, I believe his name is Logan Staten, who uh, filled in for Daniel Wilson on some of the play-by-play as well. Yeah, he did the whole B division. I wanted to get the story of that from Kevin. So when we finally do get to have him on, I will be sure to grill him about that. So really a great job all around by everybody involved. Yeah. And their YouTube channel is Raleigh Street Hockey League. So if you want to check out these games and you should go to Raleigh Street Hockey League on YouTube and and they're all right there. So I'm going to give you a quick overview of the tournament because I watched every game and uh, it was pretty exciting stuff. If you don't want to be spoiled, because a lot of this is worth watching, some really compelling stuff, just pause the podcast now because I'm going to go over some of the highlights of the tournament and things that jumped out at me. And partly because the last time we did this, it was our highest rated podcast. But, uh, you know, uh, we don't have Kevin. So that's, you know, setting us back a little bit. But I'm going to try and and hold it up anyway. But uh, so, yeah, I don't want you to be spoiled if you want to watch this. So. Like I said, pause the podcast, go watch it at Raleigh Street Hockey League, the CB and A divisions of the Ironman tournament. If you don't want to watch all of them, I'm going to give you two games from the tournament to watch because, like, if you want to see some incredible hockey, in my opinion, I I will give you the two best games of the tournament. And those were from the B division, the B division final. I'm not going to tell you what teams they were because, you know, I don't want to spoil anyone who wants to watch the whole thing and, and tell you who won which games because there were some very close games in this tournament. Watch the B division final and then watch the A division, which uh, the wild card team. Again, I'm not going to tell you which which team won the wild card game. It was the first game in the in the A division tournament, but the wild card team versus the number one ranked Rain City. So. Watch, watch that game as well. So B Division Final and A Division Wild Card Team versus Rain City, which was like the third game they played in that. So like watch those two games and, you know, settle in for some incredible hockey. They're 10-minute periods and just like, it, it, you know, it, it goes pretty quickly, but it's definitely worth your time. Yes, and, and the added bonus of the play-by-play by Daniel Wilson and Logan Staten really adds on to the excitement and really makes you feel like you were there. And I was really very, very impressed with the different camera angles as well. So really well done, guys. All right, so we're going to start talking about the tournament proper in, uh, uh, you know, spoilers ahoy. If you don't want, honestly, if you don't want to be spoiled, I was I, I would tell you to jump ahead, but I can't even tell you how long we're going to talk about this. I'm going to ballpark it at 20 minutes, but I, I, I don't know. So, you know, either jump ahead like 20 minutes or whatever, or I don't know, pause it and watch these games. Like, I, I, whatever. It's your call. But th- this is what's happening. So spoilers ahoy in three, two, one. Okay. So the first thing I want to talk about in the tournament, James, not a game specifically. I found this to be an interesting rule. I don't know if this is a rule in more places than this. I haven't seen it before, but you know, I'm not acquainted with every league. So it was a rule that if you get the ball, um, you're not allowed to shoot directly on the goalie. Like if, if you get the ball on an inbound, you can't shoot off the inbounds right on goal or you forfeit the puck to the other team. That is interesting. I don't think I've heard of that anywhere else. But again, uh, and and that's another great thing of the RSHL is all of the rules were spelled out in their uh, page on their Facebook page and on their website as well. So there was no surprises. But as a goalie, how do you feel about that? I think that's a pretty interesting rule. And I, I like it, actually, especially for, you know, clock running 10 minute game. Yeah, I guess the idea is that, you know, it's kind of, well, on one hand, it's lazy and they want to, you know, get a pace of play. They don't just want to keep slapping it back and forth. But I don't know. It's uh, it's interesting. Uh, I, I don't hate it. I'm just, you know, it's interesting. 
and I guess we probably should go over the rules a little bit more detail just because we're going to be talking about the, the thing and we want the listener to know what's going on. So just real quick, the Ironman tournament is something that the RSHL does every year. It's annual and it's, you know, six players, a goalie and five runners, skaters, whatever, and 10 minute periods, no changes. There, there are no changes of any kind. So you know, the six guys that you bring are the six guys that play for however long you are in the tournament. So they are always on at all times and you have to, you know, that's why it's an Ironman because there are no changes. You just, you just play until you, you can't play anymore. There's no offsides, although there is icing, no touch icing. So 10 minute periods, uh, the, the final only the final game only is a five minute overtime if necessary and uh, everything you know else resolves in a shootout. So that's that. All right. So real quick, like I said, highlights. I'll start with the C division and work my way up. I'm not even. I did write down the scores for every team, the final scores for every team. But since Kevin's not here, I don't feel like it's necessary to to you know really do that. Our friends, and by friends, I mean. I've never met these people, but they're interesting to me, and I'm sure to you. The Deeks of Hazard were back, James. Yes, sir. And uh, unfortunately, they lost again. <laughs> I know, I know. Dem Deeks couldn't get it done. <laughs> yeah, but you know, you—I was going to say—they could have used your help, James, because you know you have the jersey now. Yeah, I would have been very happy to uh, oh. come down and be a coach or something, or, or Although, maybe even give them a little moonshine in their. Uh, their water bottles was a little incentive to get going and beat Boss Hog, but uh, yeah. apologies, I couldn't make it down. Although there. I think the problem is they weren't wearing the right color jersey. They were wearing black, and their opponents were wearing orange. So uh, the Panthers, which won that game 3-1. to one. So, you know, that could have been their Achilles heel. And dang Boss Hog, man. I know, I know. That's ironic that the, the Deeks were in black because the generally, originally, their storyline was that it was a black car uh, before they painted it orange. And then the Panthers, they should be black because... That's what a panther is. It's an all-black leopard without spots. It's all black. But anyway, um, let, let's get going. So no, thanks. wow, that's that's insightful there, James. Okay, <laughs> but uh, yeah, okay. So yes, as you said, let's move on. There's, let's see, in the Misfits versus Plainville game, which Plainville won two to one in a shootout. Uh, it was the Herget show, and I don't know. Matt and Jeff Herget, Her- Matt Herget, I think, was the goalie, and Jeff Herget was a forward who scored, I think, both goals in that game, and uh, or at least both shootout goals. I'm not sure if he's the one that scored the first goal in that game, but uh, I don't know if they're brothers. This is one of the things I wanted to ask Kevin, but yeah. but they uh, they put on a show in that game. Uh, oh, the the Panthers hooligans game was not close, but. For a while it was. The Panthers won that for, for nothing. But so one thing I, I wanted to mention, the hooligans goalie, the first goal that he gave up, there was a shot on him, which he I'm I'm doing something that you can't see, obviously, because you're just hearing me. But I will try to describe it. He 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 uh, he basically tried to swallow the puck. He the puck came at him and he scrunched all up and in tight and kind of uh, just sat there in the crease and he like reached behind him and he wasn't he I guess he thought he had it, but he didn't know. Mm-hmm. But what he didn't know is that the puck was actually rolling very slowly towards the goal line behind him. And yeah. um, the, the, the reason I bring this up, it, it eventually crossed the goal line right before one of the defensemen could sweep it away. The reason I bring this up is because there actually by the end were two defensemen in the crease. And the first one I don't necessarily fault for this because I guess from his perspective, he couldn't see where the puck was because the goalie was obstructing his view. But the second defenseman saw the puck rolling and you have to communicate with your goalie, especially if the puck is loose uh, after the goalie makes a save. It's If it's loose somewhere in the vicinity of the crease, you have to communicate with your goalie because there's a very good chance your goalie will not know exactly where the puck is because, you know, your your peripheral vision is obstructed heavily in that mask and the equipment is so uh, large and bulky that it, you can't always feel if you have the puck. So it's crucial that you tell the goalie where the puck is especially if it's near the crease so he knows or she knows 
hey, my work here is not yet complete. Yeah, amen. That kind of gets back to what we were talking about before, too, where sometimes fatigue sets in and you just kind of, your brain just locks up at, a, at the wrong time. Yeah, and then the, the final of the C Division was uh, Purple Haze beating Plainville 2-1. to one. And uh, I got to say, Purple Haze dominated that game. And it was, you know, they won 2-1 to one on a goal that got scored with like 30 seconds to go in the game. But uh, like that Herget, uh, Herget kept him in it. I think I said Matt Herget was the goalie. He he kept them in it like he stood on his head. He was the reason that, it, you know, it was such a close game. So tip of the cap to him or, you know, tap of the stick as we do in hockey. Moving on to the B division. One of the actual, it's not one of the games that I called out at the top, but one of the games that was pretty competitive was the Yellow Leadbetters versus the New England Whalers, which wound up being won by the Whalers, one nothing in a shootout. So, you know, when, when you have a, a scoreless game going to the very end, you know, you hate to see it decided in the shootout, but those are always fun to watch because they're they're very competitive. And I got to say, some of these games, I'm not exaggerating when I say, like, I was sitting there, you know, kind of figuratively biting my nails. Like, they were – I was on the edge of my seat watching some of these games because they are exciting hockey games. You know, they are worth watching. So, you know, if you if you like watching good hockey, I'm, I'm serious. Watch – check out at least some of these games. Amen to that, definitely. One thing I thought was interesting was the, in this case, Team John Scott versus the Panthers, which uh, the Panthers won 3-2. to two. This is actually a different Panthers from the team that beat the Deeks of Hazard. Same team from the looks of it, because I think their teammates stayed on the bench during the game. It looks like they brought two teams, one for each division, the, the C and the B. So same Panthers, but different team. And... So one thing I thought was interesting was the Panthers had an orange jersey and the team John Scott team had a red jersey. And, you know, as as a goalie, that would be infuriating to me, you know, trying to figure out who I can safely pass to out of the corner of my eye. And I imagine, you know, for uh, any player, it would be difficult. You know, the shades weren't exactly the same but they were close enough that at a glance you know it it could cost you a bad decision and I'm a little surprised that they didn't make the teams bring two colors to change you know in in case of something like that but uh, again that's something I wish that we could have talked to Kevin about and I will say just because uh, we talk about it on the podcast the goalie for team John Scott which lost Schaffner was his name he is that guy Ah, he like, I don't know what went down, what, what got him so upset, but after the final horn, which again, they lost three to two team, John Scott, the Panthers won three to two. So the goalie, as he's walking off the, the rank, I guess one of the Panthers players was in close proximity to him. He like, he shoves him out of the way as he's walking past and starts jawing at him. The guy kind of comes up to him and, and goes at him a little bit. He, oh, I guess he doesn't like being disrespected. And then he flips the guy's stick away from him with his own. And then he refuses to join the handshake line and just walks off the, the rink. Wow, that's um, not cool. No, he's that guy. Don't yeah, be that yeah. guy. Don't be go. Schaffner. Don't be a Schaffner, guys. <laughs> And uh, yeah, and I, I told you how amazing the final of this game of uh, this uh, division was, which ultimately the Panthers beat the New England Whalers one nothing in a shootout. And uh, it really it was the the Whalers. I have to you know, in, in spite of the fact that they lost, they moved the puck so well, and it was really like they they were passing like you know, a professional team. I don't know if they're a touring team or a traveling team or, you know, guys that play together regularly or what and have set plays and practices and what have you, but they were moving like they were being patient with the puck. They were cycling around. They were getting a position. They were playing really well. And, uh, and I will say the, <laughs> the referees let them play. <laughs> and uh, I don't remember if Kevin was one of the refs in that game. I, I, 
don't think he was. In fact, Kevin's team, the Loch Nessies, played in the opening game of that division and lost to nothing. So uh, that was unfortunate. Sorry, mm-hmm. Kevin. I-, I wanted better for you. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but yeah. And that that game ended after... I told you the finals go to a five-minute overtime. So in a way, these teams were punished for for playing so competitively because being an Ironman, you know, you have these six guys that are all out for all 10 minutes, and then you're saying to them, okay, now you have to play another five minutes on top of that with no rest. And then they went to a shootout. So, you know, it was, I mean, obviously you want to play, you want to be in there for the final, but the fact that, and and you don't want to see uh, you know a game decided in a shootout if you can help it. So you want to give them the opportunity for overtime. But it's you know it, it must have been tough on those guys, and and they really did earn that Ironman title, both teams. And then I guess I'll just go to the A division, which the yeah I only see the winners here. I got the Marshhounds winning the A division. Oh, spoilers, James. <laughs> yes, that's well, correct. Just... But uh, yeah, so. Ultimately, yes, they did. But before that, they they played the Beach Brews, and which they won two nothing. And that goalie, the Beach Brews, actually were also a team in I think the B division, and they brought two teams, but they kept the same goalie. So the same goalie played for both teams in both divisions. So he was pulling double duty that day. He was wow. not the only one. I think there were three goalies, uh, at least two, if not three goalies, that played. It for multiple teams over over divisions, which was interesting. But yeah, they dominated that game. It was two nothing. And then what I what I called you know the other best game in the tournament, the Crushers, which wound up being the wild card team, lost to the number one seeded Rain City one nothing. But it was on again. It was on a goal with like thirty seconds left. And I I gotta say I was really kind of pulling for the crushers not i mean partly because they were the underdogs and partly because their goalie just absolutely stood on his head he was he was the reason that they you know they made it to the last minute scoreless he faced two consecutive penalty shots one of which he made like a ridiculous save on and i just you know i i'm a sucker for a goalie for obvious reasons but i just want to you know tap my stick to him and uh and then yeah as you said the the marsh hounds it was it, it was the last two games in the a division and like the the rain city the top ranked rain city team their goalie i don't know what happened man he he pretty much uh you know i i said that the crushers goalie stood on his head but the rain city goalie was very good as well and then in the final he just i think he got Maybe he gave up a couple of bad goals. Not not even bad goals. He gave up a couple of goals and he got rattled. And he and his team wound up getting embarrassed 6 nothing, mm. which like was really, really shocking considering how they had played to that point. But, uh, you know, I guess it just goes to show. And, and, you know, ego is something that any of us can fall prey to, especially if we have talent. And obviously the, the Rain City goalie was talented, but, you know, you can't, you have to shake it off. You can't say, listen, I'm, I'm good. Why is this happening? This shouldn't be happening and let it wreck your whole game. You, you just, you know, even if you give up some goals, even if they're bad goals, you you just have to keep plugging away and get back in there, you know, and, and you have to have a short memory. It's a cliche, but you have to have a short memory and you have to just move on. It's like, it's what I was telling you before. And you know, I'm not telling you anything you don't know, but I think this was probably a case where the goalie really kind of gave up and, you know, his team got blown out and it's disappointing to see, you know, that's, that's not the final you want for the top division, but that's the final we got, and sometimes it works out that way. So, you know, kudos to everybody who played in the RSHL Ironman. And uh, again, I hope to have Kevin on uh, sometime soon so he can maybe fill in some of the blanks and some of the questions that I didn't ask because I didn't have answers. Yeah, uh, definitely. Also, too, one of the reasons why Kevin wanted to be on and, and talk about the RSHL because it's a lot to be proud of. He wanted to personally, again, thank Hagen Hockey all black hockey sticks, the Carolina Ale House, and the tournament being played at the XL Sports World 
So all of those great sponsors, really, you guys did great. MVP gifts and, and rewards sponsored by Hagen Hockey. So uh, Old Black Hockey Sticks had a nice little corner there, too in Hagen Hockey as well for uh, merchandise. And they really showed up and, and did such a great job. And uh, Kevin really appreciated it. And of course, every player that showed up to play there was uh, very much appreciated as well. So well done to everybody. And I'm um, glad that for the most part, hopefully everybody had a lot of fun. It looked like it was a great success and looking forward to the next one and get well soon, Kevin. Yeah, actually, and the one thing, the one question I really want to ask you, Kevin, so, you know, you think about this one for when you come on is about the wild card game for the A division was the Crushers versus the Thunder. The Crushers won 2-1. And so what happened was there was actually a, a the thing that I want to ask about. There was a sequence where there was what looked like a trip behind the play and it actually i believe kevin was the one who made the call on this he was an official in that game and it wound up negating a goal so uh, i i i want to ask you kevin uh, you know that that's kind of gutsy how do you obviously it's a split second thing but how do you weigh you know the uh the actually calling a penalty that negates a goal how do you make the decision to do that given how much it impacts the game i know we've talked a little bit about officiating the last time you were here but i want to hear your take on that so i mean i guess he'll probably say oh you know you call what you see and 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 if it affects the game so be it but i want to hear i want to hear your take on that kevin so you know let's let's make with the answers and, and get well soon. And, uh, you know, I guess that is going to bring us to our final segment here on the show, our favorite recurring segment. And you know it. You know what it is. You know that it's time for This Week in Gritty. This Week in Gritty. And it's actually been this, I don't know, three or four weeks in Gritty because we, we, we missed, unfortunately, two weeks. But Gritty's been busy. Uh, I will, I will hit the highlights here <laughs> and oh, where to start. Okay. So when last we left Gritty, he was headed to Washington to participate in this congressional hearing or not hearing, but congressional, uh, uh caucus. caucus. Yes. Thank you, James. Congressional mm -hmm. caucus on hockey. I don't know how that turned out, but since the NHL still exists, I guess he <laughs> didn't ruin it for everybody. So, you know. <laughs> Congratulations for that. But uh, James, I'm going yeah. to start you out with a little trivia here. Did you know that Gritty was a Jeopardy question? No, I didn't. Yes. Okay. So, James, I'm, I'm going to give it to you here. Okay. A little theater of the mind. I want you to close your eyes and pretend that I am an insufferable know-it-all who shaved off the only thing that people liked about him. <laughs> <laughs> the world's almanacs editors picked items for a figurative 2018 time capsule including this furry orange mascot of the philly flyers the philly flyers really that's a stupid question all right uh yes um and of course the answer is the of course the answer is who is gritty who is gritty or, or what is gritty? What is gritty? Or, or actually the question that we ask almost every week, why is gritty? <laughs> but uh, yeah, so, so yeah. Sorry, I missed it. Yeah. <laughs> so there was that. He actually, another, this is, this is kind of, I find this a little disgraceful, but you know, it's, it's not my decision to make. So this requires a little bit of explanation, uh, or at least a little bit of setup. So Jocelyn and Monique Lamoureux, I guess that's, I'm, I'm assuming that's how you pronounce their names. I'm taking a shot at the dark here. They are our twins who were on the gold medal winning women's U.S. hockey team, and they share a Twitter account. So one of them, I don't know which one, one of them met Mr. Gritty recently and let him hold their gold medal oh no so so gritty has gotten his his grimy orange mitts all over a symbol of american excellence and yeah. uh that doesn't quite sit well with me but it's not my medal i didn't earn it so i guess i don't get to tell anybody how they are allowed to share it around fair enough i mean good for gritty you know yeah but uh 
And then, uh, then, then we go on to the stadium series game oh, between Philadelphia and Pittsburgh. Speaking of disgraceful, we'll get there. He <laughs> opened the show being the, I was going to say human. He's not human. He's not anything approaching human. Being the, let's say, living spectacle, the embodiment of spectacle that he is, uh, he opened the show by flying in on a cable, which he's done before from, from the rafters of the open air stadium, flying in on a cable. But what he hasn't done before is he was dressed in some kind of weird, like neon light up jersey, like he was a member of Daft Punk or something. <laughs> Like, I mean, I don't get them either, so I guess it's apt. But yeah, he, uh, he, he, you know, he gritted it up all over the stadium. And if it had ended there, I think we all would have been okay with that. But unfortunately, there are some things in life that you can't unsee. I guess that outfit that Gritty was wearing was a little too gaudy for his liking because he subsequently took it off. He yes. took it all off. Yes. And we wound up with. Oh, I can't make my mouth form these words. Hang on. We wound up with streaking gritty. <laughs> gritty went streaking across the stadium during the game. Yep. Yep. And there's footage of it. He he was chased by security. Yes. He because he can't help himself, he did a nude belly flop across the, the little children's shinny rank that they had set up. And uh, he, 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 I, I just, he was, uh, I, was he wearing a helmet? I don't even remember. Was he wearing his gritty helmet? I know he's wearing sneakers, but that, I don't remember if he was wearing his helmet. Um, yeah, I, I can't attest to that. I was too distracted by, uh, and thank you for the heads up of his big blue belly button. Yeah, so, but there, I, yeah, there was the return of the blue belly button. I mean, it was orange the last time we saw it, and I think, and now it's blue again. I don't. Gritty has a color-changing belly button. I mean, everything about this guy is bizarre. Yes, yes. And, oh, and by the way, oh, go ahead. No, I mean, I guess it's. Like you, you see what I mean, though. How it looks like it's made of memory foam or something, right? Yes, exactly. Very well described. Which is ironic because that is something that I never ever want to remember ever again. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. What were you going to? That that also reminded me too of being creeped out and scared when uh, Lou during Valentine's Day sent us a very scary Valentine, mm -hmm. starring one big orange monster. <laughs> Yeah. Thanks, Lou. Yeah, thanks, Lou. You, you, you've shown your love for the podcast. We appreciate as it. A, yeah, as if we didn't feel sick enough, that just really pushed us over the edge. Check out our Facebook page for that if you missed it. Uh-huh. And f my the, the last thing I have for Gritty for this week, I think you may have something else, but the last thing I have for Gritty is something that, that I take as a personal affront. So... I guess in honor of spring training starting or possibly to celebrate the recent signing of Bryce Harper, it was unclear. Gritty posted something to his Twitter timeline and it was a video of him frolicking with the Philly fanatic. Now, I mean, whatever. He did that last year uh, at the end of the baseball season, shortly after he was introduced. You know, we talked about it previously on the podcast. I mean, it's not ideal, but it happened. Whatever. That, But... <laughs> The reason why I, I, I find this personally insulting and an affront to, to human decency is because the video was accompanied by Mr. Rogers singing It's a Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Oh, no. Yes. And just as an aside, James, did you see the documentary, uh, Won't You Be My Neighbor, the Mr. Rogers documentary? I watched it this week. On James is nodding his head. Yes. I watched it this week on HBO Go because it just hit uh, hit Go not long ago. And it's also airing on the HBO channels if you, you know, have access to that. Man, like it's it's I don't know how to describe that thing, uh, what it did to me like it. It was simultaneously uplifting and made me feel like a garbage human being. Like, I, 
and 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 I'm sure that wasn't Mr. Rogers' intention. He wouldn't have wanted that. He, you know, he was like he really was the sweet, kind, wonderful man that he was portrayed as on TV. It's 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 amazing. Uh, you know, not not a mean thing, not an unkind word was said about him by anybody they interviewed. And and they interviewed a lot of people who knew him over the years. It, it really remarkable. Talk about somebody who really just wanted to do good in this world. It's it's, you know, and it's inspiring. It inspired me to want to be better, which I guess is what all the best things do inspire you to to, to want to be better. But I just like I feel I feel inadequate. I feel like I've been wasting my life watching that. And I, I was just I, I I found myself getting choked up numerous times during during the thing. And it's just ah. I can't I, I, I can't go down this path. I, I don't know. I don't know uh, where it'll lead. And, and we, we have a podcast to finish. So th- that aside, like just considering how, you know, especially how recent that kind of open wound was and how impactful Mr. Rogers was on me as a child growing up watching him. It just I mean, I know we like to have fun with this gritty gritty stuff and some of it is a little tongue-in-cheek with our our rage and our uh you know just whatever we we uh kind of go at gritty with here on the podcast but this really kind of bothered me all comedy aside part of me was actually bothered by this because i know that a lot of people are entertained by gritty and and by and large the things that he does are harmless you know it's 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 also not like he's not he's not kind and he's not he, he the things that he does, a lot of his comedy and, and, and his hijinks are rooted in a place of malice. Like there it's it's like I said, it's mostly harmless, but there is, you know, kind of a mean spiritedness to the things that he does. And I feel like juxtaposing him and Mr. Rogers in that way is, you know, kind of kind of really disrespectful. And I, you know. Uh, I, I'm, I'm probably making a mountain out of a molehill, but for, for me, that really, it, it touched a nerve. So I, I just, I didn't care for that. I couldn't agree more. And uh, the only thing I do disagree with you on is you are one of the good ones. You are worthy of being Mr. Rogers' neighbor. One of the privileges of being your friend is just uh, being around you and, and, and your kindness and your wonderful attitude and, and uh, so on and so forth. So you are an excellent representation of what Mr. Rogers was all about. And yes, absolutely. I a hundred percent agree that documentary was excellent and I was getting choked up a lot just seeing how genuine he loved children, especially children with handicaps and, and uh, ones that had just have rough lives to live just because of whatever and you could just see the the love in his eyes and his patience. Absolutely a saint on the earth. And he didn't feel that way about himself, which I think is uh, like like you just said yourself, that, that that's a true sign of a hero or of a good person, that you're not conceited. You don't think you're doing enough. Meanwhile, you have no idea how much positive greatness you're doing or just by, like he said, just by you being you. So absolutely, it's it's one has absolutely nothing to do with the other. Mr. Rogers was all good and more people should watch those shows and pay attention to those shows and try and live your lives that way. And Gritty, of course, yes, it, it's it's guttural and, and silly. And plus the fact Gritty's from Philadelphia and Mr. Rogers was from Pittsburgh. So there's another strike against stupid old gritty. Yeah, uh, it's interesting the parallels this week. It's uh, I don't know. I, I imagine they weren't intentional, but uh, yeah, that's just that that's one of those things. Anyway, you know what, James? I think we should end this segment with something a little lighter, just because you know we did get a little serious. So I understand there was also an incident with some cheerleaders. Oh yes, <laughs> this was a few weeks back. Where there was footage of Philadelphia Flyer cheerleaders, by the way. Ice girls um, or actual cheerleaders, like dancers? I, uh, from the footage I saw, they were in the stands, so okay. I don't know if they do double duty. Sure, but, sure. Um, yeah, they weren't on the ice at the time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, dear old Gritty came out of nowhere. And um, um, if there were a man that were doing that, uh, he would probably be behind bars right now. So very inappropriate. And if uh, either one of those girls was my daughter or sister or something, Gritty would have a coho where the sun don't shine. 
<laughs> he would have, he would have a brand new belly button. That's right. Yes, he would. He'd be he, he'd be squeaking in a very uncomfortable spot. That's a promise. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, James. Uh, and, and that has been this week in gritty. This week in gritty. And from there, I think it it would be a great idea to wrap this thing up. So, Pops, if you wouldn't mind. Last minute remaining in the podcast. Thank you kindly, sir. Yes. So, thank you for another podcast. Uh, thank you, James. And thank you, listener, for you know hanging in with us and coming back and sticking with us through our brief unanticipated hiatus so so thank you always for listening thank you to pops for being the voice of the podcast anthony sajazi for music the liq for sound effects and thank you to kevin who was patient with us in in scheduling his interview and then unfortunately couldn't make it so we look forward to having you back get well soon kevin and also you know i would if you want to make sure you hear that interview with kevin when it does happen subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already done so subscribe to the podcast at hit the deck on stitcher or itunes or the podbean app or or you know definitely on our youtube channel hit the deck podcast you know get us like you you, you kevin's good people and his interviews are always entertaining and informative so you don't want to miss that make sure that we drop into your feed as soon as you know it's out there and if you have a question for us or if you have a question for kevin and you know you have some burn you watched the iron man rshl tournament and you you have a burning question for kevin Email us at hitthedeck at gmail.com. Deck is spelled D-E-K. Hitthedeck at gmail.com. Tweet at us at hitthedeckpod. Type your question on Facebook. We are uh, at hitthedeck on Facebook and Instagram. And, you know, we will be sure to pass that on and credit you with the question. So, so please feel free to do that. James, is there anything you'd care to add? Yes, thank you, sir. Again, follow the American Rhinos lead and check out the Raleigh Street Hockey League. You can follow them on Facebook or Google them or whatever. Uh, it's real easy to find them on YouTube as well. If you're looking to play deck, you can look into the Raleigh Street Hockey League as well. Check out the Columbus Deck Hockey Association, Charlotte Street Hockey League, and VAR Hockey League, and of course our own LIQ too. And thanks for listening. Thank you, James. And thank so, you, sir. No, thank you. Thank you very freaking much, James, for your topical podcastery. Well, great to have you back. And so... You sound great, and, and uh, God bless the American Rhino. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get off our knees and, and uh, finish this pod, okay? So, okay. dear listener, I would encourage you, as always, here at the end of the podcast, to remember that whether you are fighting through the fatigue to be your best self in a game or whether you are recapping all the things that have passed you by unexpectedly whether you are making like robert downey jr and leaving it all out there or whether you are exposing yourself in all the wrong ways regardless of what you find yourself doing i would always always encourage you to remember it's deck hockey don't be a schaffner thanks everybody i mean i don't want to ramble on too much so yeah well good luck with that yeah right <laughs> Well, I don't sad. talk during the week. I just wait for the podcast and, and always try and cut you off. That, that's what I'm here for. So <laughs> I can just see you sitting there, like looking at your watch, like, hey, how you doing? Exactly. I can't speak unless my hands are flailing. So <laughs> that's all. I just sit on my hands all week, so I can't talk. I just sit on my hands all week because I'm lazy. <laughs>